Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Monster 8, the pilot podcast. This podcast is hosted by me, Brandon. It is Thursday, which means it's time for the Sports Talk. It's the Sports Talk show with Brandon. Thursdays when you get all of the rantings of a man who doesn't know anything about sports. <laughs> yeah, we're talking two crew games tonight. We're talking about a Liverpool comeback victory, courtesy of Darweezy. Um, we're going to talk about all that stuff. Um, I don't think I have anything else, other things sports-wise. I might be ranting on the parking situation, or whoever planned uh, this past Saturday's events in Columbus and how stupid they were. Yeah, we're going to rant about that, because uh, it was a pain in the ass. But before we get into that, make sure you like, share, subscribe, support. Anywhere podcasts are available, you can find Monster 8, the pilot. I'm available on video that video form on Spotify. Oh, if you haven't, I was on LFC Transfer Room this past Tuesday or Monday, Tuesday, Tuesday. What day is it? I don't even know, man. I just got back from vacation. As you may have noticed, there was no episode this past Sunday or Monday. What are days again, man? There was no episode this past Monday. I decided not to do anything. So Sunday, we're going to be talking three years sobriety, and we're going to talk about Lost Season 5. We're going to jump into that, and I have some other fun stuff I'm going to talk about that I can't think of right now. So preview over. Anyways, man. Sunday. No, Saturday. I don't know days, man. Why can I not get my days right? Oh, my days. Anyways, Saturday. We're going to talk to crew stuff first because it's good, bad, and then we'll go into the Liverpool game, which is all good. And we'll talk some maybe incoming players and whether I feel good about that or not. I don't know. Fuck it. What is this show? Anyways. Saturday. Columbus versus Toronto. It was a pretty, pretty by-the-numbers game. Toronto is not very good. Uh, even with Bernadette and Zigne, um, not good. They're just not a good team. They are a weird mix of top-heavy talent and uh, not young talent. I guess they had that one kid. Was it Mibika? He was like six foot six and he looked every bit of seven foot. He was a monster out there, man. He was towering. Um, and he, they did this cool thing, which I was hoping Quentin would do because he was like six, six. Um, he headed everything that came his way where you couldn't beat him in the air. And then you couldn't beat, uh, then like on corners offensively, he seemed to be the target. And it was, wow. It's what wonders what you can do with a six foot six guy. Um, I didn't take a lot of notes for the game tonight because we'll get there. Jesus. Uh, it's pretty simple. I had to miss the first 20 minutes because uh, the whoever decided this weekend in Columbus is a fucking idiot. Just a fucking idiot. So back in like March, or like the first home game, it was the same weekend as the Arnold Classic, which means it's going to be crazy busy. There's like a concert. I can't remember who. I think it was Future. And then there was a Columbus game. It was the first home game of the season, so big house. But, man, parking wasn't that bad. Getting down there and doing stuff, pretty simple. Nothing crazy. Um, I was like, oh, cool. And then, but this past Saturday, some fucking numb nuts decided that the Clippers, the minor league baseball team, need to play 4-7. to seven. And Their game needs to be getting out at 7. And there was some concert, uh, the, the little little baby, I guess I found out, little baby. I don't know what the hell that is. What is that? I looked at like the whole like bill. I'm like, I don't know who any of these people are. I'm old, shaking fist at the sky. 
It was garbage. Whatever. I didn't try to listen to it because I just knew it would make me even angrier. But so everybody's showing up for that concert about seven o'clock. It's like six forty-five, right, right around that time. And all the people are showing up to the crew game at about six forty-five, seven o'clock, as the baseball game's letting out. So it's a fucking mess downtown. Like me and my mom, my mother came up for the weekend to go watch the game with us, and we left my apartment at about six thirty, an hour before kickoff. I didn't get into the stadium until 20 minutes after the game started. It was a joke, man. It was a joke. Uh, I drove down there, let my mom out so I can go park, and I started going up, and I'm stuck on uh, Nationwide. Can't move. We're just not moving. So eventually I get off Nationwide. I'm like, you know what? There's that place down by the boathouse for parking. So I get in there, and I wait in line for like 15 minutes, get up to the front. It's cash only. It's 2023, and it's cash only. What the fuck are you doing? What are you doing? How much money are you losing by turning people away? Because, yeah, it's uh, 1995 still. We're cash only, please. What the hell is this? I think I literally just let it like, God damn it, to the lady. I was like, not your fault. But whoever you work for is an idiot. <laughs> so then I go, and I'm like, okay, there's parking right across the river. It's a little bit of a walk, but it'll be fine. I go across the river, and there's like four parking lots sitting there, empty and chained off. I'm like, why? Why are these parking lots chained off? This doesn't make sense. It's in, in walking distance of the stadium. We're talking hundreds of parking places. Like, what the hell is going on here? It'd be one thing if it's like in a work area, like, you know, it's like, a, I don't know, like, you know, a factory area or something like that. It's like, oh, it's reserved or, but it's Saturday night. Nobody's parking here. Why are these not open? What the hell is this, man? What the hell? Ugh, it was stupid. So eventually I just parked way away and I like basically I pulled my calf walking too fast because that's how old I am. I pulled my calf started hurting because I was walking too fast getting to the stadium. I'm like, I should have got one of those damn scooters and got there. But I got there, sat down and within about three minutes, Diego Rossi puts one away. So I have nothing to say about the first uh, 20 minutes, um, but Rossi puts it away. Good goal. Um, I called it. I said last week Rossi gets his first and he did. Good job, Brandon. Way to go. A um, couple minutes after that, Nzinia hit the uh, post, or hit the crossbar. Really good move. Amundsen uh, had some trouble there on the left-hand side for a second. He got a yellow card, and then he played pretty well. Most part, he didn't make kind of the mistake that led to the uh, crossbar from Nzinia. But he had to play Bernadeschi then, what, like 75 minutes? Not 75 minutes, uh, about... 65 minutes with a yellow card. And I think he did a pretty good job. So did Yaya Boa, and I'll get to how great Yaya Boa. I thought Yaya Boa was the man of the match. I thought he was the best player on the pitch. Rossi got the man of the match because, of course, he scored the goal. They gave it to him. But I thought Yaya Boa was fantastic in this game. Um, defensive duty is great, especially helping out a Munson who was on the yellow against Bernadeshe. And then he was constant outlet moving forward. He was always on the attack. He did his job defensively. Um, didn't, you know, he didn't get an assist, didn't get anything that, but he was just a constant outlet, a constant threat doing his job. And it wasn't like a game where we just blew him off the pitch. It was just a pretty solid game for us. Um, but I like the fact we had back-to-back -back clean sheets. I'm trying to think if I had any other pertinent notes for this game. Um, I didn't even realize we were playing Houston before sports talk this week. So I had to actually hold off recording this until later in the night. So I can, you know, do a proper sports talk. Uh, the biggest issues is right now Ramirez and Cucho shooting boots are missing. Like they just seem... Every time they try something, it's just off. Like, you know, miss hit, miss kick, over, under. Like, just, they're just seem to be a little off at the moment. They've got to get a little bit better there. Um, they've got to improve tonight. Same thing. It looked like uh, 
Ramirez maybe should have tapped uh, at least gotten something on a uh, Gressel cross and he didn't get anything on it. That seems like to be the thing right now. It's like he just seems to be not, I don't know, like he's like inches away. From, I don't know, man. It's like he's just not making the right decision. What is happening here? Hey, what the hell's happening? There we go. Um, don't shut off, computer, you fucking idiot. Mm, my God. I'm having problems. I'm going to rant. I'm going to lose my mind, man. Okay. Anyways. Uh, I thought Camacho played really well. I know some people complain about his first 20 minutes, but I, every, I didn't get to see the first 20 minutes. I thought he played well. His progressive passing, like his like uh, ability to go find Cucho with a straight pass, not having like put the ball in the air, put it on the ground, uh, breaking lines. Like, oh, he started off a couple of different counterattacks. He's perfect. He's perfect. I thought he was actually good tonight as well. We'll get there. Um and then, I don't know, Schulte didn't have to do much all night long. It was a pretty dominant game from us. We played pretty well. Uh, Jason Russell Rowe came in when it was 1-0, played pretty well, uh, closed down the keeper, and scored another goal off of an assist from Patty the Horse back there, man. Patty the assist-making machine. He put one over the top. Russell Rowe runs onto it after Mabika. I'm sorry if that's not his name. Uh, misread the ball, and Russell Rowe gets in behind, flips it right past their keeper, who played a pretty decent game. I think it's Romero. Um, and made it 2-0 to close out the game. Good stuff. Uh, Russell Rowe, I guess this kind of leads into the second game, has no business being on the field when we're losing or tied. But he's so effective when we are winning games and trying to close them out. His defensive ability when we're ahead and his pressing ability, his pressing forward play is very effective. He's closed down the keeper like three or four different times this season. In fact, got something on it, like maybe goes out for a corner or I'm sorry, not a corner, a goal kick, or maybe it goes out for a throw after he kind of closes down. Like he's forced like keepers into a couple like, like not huge mistakes, not like goal leading mistakes, but definitely like some like really good, like nervous moments, like where, you know, you're just closing down the keeper, good effort moments. And it's really good when he's, we're winning, but when we're not winning, it's a draw or we're losing. He's not effective. His touch isn't good enough. He's not quite athletic enough. His shot isn't quite there. It seems like he only should be coming on when we're in winning situations. That's when he seems to be the most effective. Um, I'd have to see his goals for sure. Obviously, the Cincinnati one and the uh, Toronto one, we were winning late in the game. Um, I know he scored another one against Atlanta when it was kind of uh, towards the end. I'm trying to remember what else, where the other goal was. But whatever, man. Yeah, it was 2-0. Toronto's not good. They're not a great team. They're a weird, weird team. They're paying a lot of money to two different players. And um, they did not really sniff much of anything all night that I can think of. I'm trying to think. Like, our pressing in the first 15 and the second half was fantastic. We were all over the ball. Rossi played really well over there. I mean, he forced a couple of turnovers. Uh, Rossi is so perfect for this system. Like, as much as I will miss Cucho... Um, once Rossi beds in with his age and the other little parts of his game, I th his ceiling with this team might be higher than Cucho's. Cucho will always have the magic man. He's always will be the magic man, but Rossi might just be kind of more of a consistent player on all fronts where, you know, obviously Lucas had, in my opinion, his issues on the physical side of the game. I don't think Rossi quite has that. So anyways, let's stop talking about good stuff with the crew. Let's talk about some shit stuff and the game tonight against Houston. Um, first off, props to Houston. They pressed the ball really well. They played really well. 
they cut out their chances. And like I said, they, they were just all over Aiden and Nagby. I thought Aiden played okay. Um, Nagby just seemed legged. Like, he just seemed kind of not at it at all. And he wasn't the only one. I mean, I like, first 15 minutes, I'm like, who are these guys? Like, they just seemed dead. Nobody seemed to have any energy. The passing was very bad. Uh, there was no, I mean, I don't think we started getting shots going until like the 38th, 40th minute. We didn't start covering out anything worth like talking about offensively, uh, defensively, Shaberko still pretty raw. Um, I thought he got a little bit better, but then he kind of got into a mess in the second half. I'm like, mm, maybe not Camacho. I thought played of all the center backs played the best. Um, but I mean, like the team played so poorly tonight. It's hard to sit there and say, oh, this guy was like the worst part of it. I don't like. I don't know who you could really like. Oh, like Zawadzki uh, plays Baird on side. He really shouldn't have been following the runner that much. He should have been closing down on the left hand side of Shaberko. Wasn't quite closing down. Um, I can't remember the guy who made the pass. I can't remember his name. Um, he should have been closing down a little bit more. Zawadzki kind of ends up covering the run. He plays Baird on side. Um, ball goes over top. Baird makes a good touch, and then Schulte makes a incredible save incredible save on that first one gets a hand to it like Alexi Lawless was on the commentary and he's better as a commentator than he is as a like uh analyst or he's better as, like a you know, the color commentator in a like uh in the booth than he is in like in the uh what do you call it like what do you call that I don't know like on the talk shows and stuff like that I always feel like he comes off like this pompous douchebag when he's on like sports talk shows like mine, when I come off like a pompous douche. <laughs> but no, he's pretty good as a common color commentator. Um, he's like, oh, he probably should have done better with the first one. Like, he does a, a good job, like, kind of getting over Schulte. But Schulte closed down well, gets his arm up, makes himself big, hits it. But unfortunately, he's so close, the ball falls right back to Barrett's feet. Boom, it's 1-0. And it was coming. We were just absolutely played off the park. At one point, it was like eight shots, five on goal for them, and we had zero of both. We were not good. Not good. We were team dog tired. This crew team, this road crew team is a completely different, unrecognizable like shit show compared to the team that plays at lower.com field. Uh, the two, we have two wins this season on the road, two wins. We have the win over DC. We beat DC United who are not very good though they might make the playoffs because the MLS playoffs are stupid because, man, the fucking commentator start talking about the MLS playoffs and he started explaining it, and it got me so mad. I'm like, it's so fucking stupid. Why is it this way? Why is it this way? You have a playing game. Then you have a best of three. There's going to be penalties after 90 minutes, and it's like it's going to create the drama. I'm like, no, it's not. It's just going to make your regular season meaningless by having all these teams make the goddamn playoffs. Yeah, just for another rant for another fucking time. <sighs> Where was I? Where was I? Oh, DC United. We beat DC United on the road. And then we beat Chicago on the road. And we needed, uh, you know, the magician there, Lucas, to score from his own half to win the game in the 93rd minute. Like, we are bad on the road. I think we've lost eight games on the year. We've lost seven on the road. Like, we are very good at home, very bad on the road. We've got to find a middle ground. Because since we're so bad on the road, we're going to have to play road games in the playoffs. We're probably going to start because we had we have eight games left in the regular season. Five on the road, three at home. We're going to have to pick up points on the road. Or we're going to be playing a road game in the playoffs, and we're going to be gone pretty quickly. Uh, it's, not, it's not pretty. This road 
team is not good. It's not good. That's the next improvement because I feel like we've improved everywhere overall except on the road. <laughs> so we've got to improve there. I don't think, uh, I think old Big Willie style, I don't think he made the right decision with the starting lineup. Like, if you're going to rest Ramirez, I, I'm not sure why he's resting Rossi, why Rossi's not starting the game. It's not like Rossi's played a full season here. I mean, he's been off for three months. You know, he's been, you know, this is his third game since the end of the Turkish season. This is his third game. There's zero reason to have to rest him. You could have rested Cucho. Cucho was not very good tonight. I mean, he had a couple chances. He almost made a fucking unreal goal in the second half. Like, it would have been a holy shit. How did he do that goal? Um, but he missed that header in the first half, and there's zero reason to be missing that header. Just completely misjudged it, lets it hit off his shoulder and goes over. There's no reason. He's paid the big fucking dollars to not miss that, and he does. Like, his shooting boots all season have been rough. I'm headbutting the mic. If you're listening to the audio, if you're watching the video, you're seeing a crazy person. Oh, man. It was just bad. And like I said, it took us about 40 minutes. It was, I think I texted JR about it. I'm like, it was 44 minutes of shit, fo- shit soccer then four minutes of good footy. Like, it was, ugh, it was bad. It was really dreadful to watch. I rushed home from work to watch that. Yikes. I almost thought about extending my vacation a day and flying down to Houston to watch that. I'm glad I didn't, because I would have been one of the seven people at this fucking game. It's pretty—I'm not trying to shit on Houston. Like, Houston has a pretty solid history in the MLS. And I know for, like, the past, like, four years, they've been, a, like, a really, really bad team. I think constantly, like, the worst team in the West, if I'm thinking correctly. Like, um, I think three straight years of being the worst team in the West. If not, like, the second worst team in the West. But— I know, like, uh, 10 years ago, roughly, they had, they would average, like, 20,000 fans at their stadium, which their stadium, I think, holds, like, 22. So it's not like, it's, like, pretty much full capacity. And, you know, in the past, like, 10 years, it's just been on decline, nonstop decline. And, like, tonight, man, like, they may say there was 10,000 people there. Bullshit. If they had 1,000 people there, I'd be shocked. It was, it's what all, like, the people who want to make fun of MLS... It's what they picture when they talk shit about the MLS and like how Americans don't give a fuck about soccer or footy is this is what they're talking about is crowds like this. It was so bad, so bad. And then I know JR sent me like attendance like things and Atlanta fucking draws like a monster. Charlotte does a really good job, but we were both talking about it. Charlotte plays in a football like, you know, a uh, the Carolina Panther Stadium, I think still. So they get like really good crowds overall number wise, like 30 plus thousand, but it's like a 60,000, 70,000 seat stadium. So it looks fucking empty when you go there. I'm like, this looks horrible. So get your own stadium. I think they need to have their own stadiums before they join MLS. If you're going to do all the stupid expansion nonsense and all this stupid shit, making the league like 50 fucking teams or 32 teams and making it just like every other boring ass American sport, like make them have their own stadium before they join the MLS. Like, New York City still plays in fucking Yankee Stadium, and it's stupid. It looks horrible. It's ignorant. It's the worst. It's the fucking worst. Like, watching, you know, New England Revolution at Gillette Stadium where the Patriots play, like, get the fuck out of here, man. It looks stupid. Put it in South Boston. Put it in South Boston and make the New England Revolution down there. You know what I mean? Right by the Green Fucking Dragon. It's not down in South Boston. I know that. I'm not a fucking idiot. <laughs> I love talking Boston. 
But yeah, second half, I thought like maybe how we ended the first half, like, you know what? Maybe we got a little bit of momentum. We'll make some changes. And we did. We brought on Rossi. We brought in uh, Camacho. Um, Nagby came off and Russell Rowe came off. Um, I think the right moves overall. And Hagby just seemed like his race was won. Zawaski moved up to the midfield. I thought Zawaski played an all right game. I mean, there's a couple guys I thought, like, all right. I thought there was a couple of really good passing movements from Aiden. Aiden seemed to be kind of the guy driving things at time, like as typically as our midfield works. As we got a little bit more into the game towards the end, Aiden seemed to be on the ball quite a bit. Uh, Matan was not very good tonight. There was times where he seemed okay, but then there was times I'm like, yeesh, yeesh. Um, Rossi couldn't really get going. Cucho was just pretty much whatever. Ramirez didn't do much after he came on. Um, Backline, Shiberko was really up and down. There's moments where he's good, and there's moments where I'm like, oof, he's raw. He is rough. Marrera, Farsi just seem to be kind of in each other's way most of the night. Gressel had some good delivery. No end product yet, so that's kind of concerning. Though he did force a good save out of Steve Clark, former Columbus. Um, I don't even know how you rate Steve Clark. Like, he was good. Until one very important game, he was really bad. And I think that's how I'm always going to remember him for that fucking MLS Cup loss. Because <laughs> goddamn. Um, yeah, but we came out in that second half and we were flat as fuck again. We were so bad. So bad again. So bad. Like, Houston all over us. They, Like I said, they pressed the ball really well. That Quinones they have. Uh, Quinones number 20, I think it was 20 or 21. 21, I think, was his number. That guy is lightning in a freaking bottle. Holy shit, can that kid run fast? Like, you just... He made Marrera look bad quite a few different times, where, like, Marrera had, like, a yard or two on him, and he would just blaze by him. I'm not sure how much that was dead legs from our team or how much that was just that guy has electric pace. I don't think he has much in product yet. I don't think he's even scored a goal for Houston in a couple seasons, but, man, if he figures that out, that's... That is one tough thing to deal with is somebody who can just, if I want to, I'm going to beat you on the run. I'm just going to flick it and I'm going to outrun you. Like, that is tough. I remember that's uh, when we beat DC United away, Will Sands had all that trouble with, I can't remember his name off the top of my head for DC United. He had all that trouble because he could just beat him on the run. No problem. <sighs> this is a frustrating game. We kind of got a little bit going towards the end. Looked like Ramirez probably should have put one away with Gressel. That's like kind of looked like on the replay. Um, there was one moment where the official called a foul on Columbus for two Houston players running into each other. Um, it was weird. Like, literally, one just kind of, they ran into the same space, they ran into each other, and they both go down, and he blows the whistle for a foul on Columbus. And I'm like, what the hell? What? <laughs> it was stupid. <laughs> but it's MLS officiating. You kind of have to laugh at it sometimes. He got, He was, like, super ticky-tack throughout the first half. Then he got randomly like, I'm not blowing up for a foul on anything in the second half. Unless it's like blatant. And it's like, what the heck? I don't know. It's too inconsistent. It's too inconsistent. It's as much as I have shit on English officiating, man. They are a little more consistent in their refereeing than they are in MLS. MLS, it's just like, it's literally every five minutes they change the way they want to call the game. And typically they have no idea what the rules are. Like, I'd like to have seen a replay on Rossi's handball towards the end. Um, where he takes it down, he puts a crossover, and it gets knocked out for a corner, and he called a handball. I like the way it looked. It looked like it definitely came off his chest, and looked like only because Houston players asked for the handball, they got it. Like, yeah, it was uh, not good. Fisher was okay though. There's just a couple those couple things where I'm kind of like, eh. 
Um, but eventually we're pushing forward. We're trying to get a second goal. It's like the 90th minute. Uh, they get a breakout and, you know, it's basically one-on-one with Schulte. Schulte does a solid job, but yeah, he gets beat and it's 2-0. I shut it off. I think it ended 2-0. I have no idea. Yep, that's the first time we've been shut out since Charlotte beat us way back in April. So, uh, rough. Not a good game. Very, very shit game. Very shit game. Oh. My mother wants me to start putting a quarter in a jar every time I curse on this podcast. And I'm like, Mom, I would be destitute by the end of the first episode. I would have no money left. Like, I put $10 down on... uh. Uh, 12 game parlay tonight for the MLS. It went to shit. You know, Cincinnati, I put Cincinnati to draw and they got back in the game. Like, okay, we're looking good. Then they fucking found a winner because, of course, they did. And then Philadelphia shit the bed because that's also the worst part is like, you know, Columbus had a good chance to move up the table a little bit because Philadelphia lost to that really bad Toronto team tonight, like 3 1. It's like Toronto's first win since April. First win in all competitions since April. And no, nah, we shit the bed as well. I've got to find some road form, but yeah, I put a twelve game, I put ten dollars down on a twelve game parlay, and if I would have hit, I would have won seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. And the reason I'm bringing that up is if I would have won that seven hundred fifty thousand dollars, if my mom would have made me start paying a quarter every time I curse on this podcast, I would still be destitute after one fucking episode. I guarantee it. Guarantee it. <laughs> what would I do with seven hundred fifty thousand dollars? I don't know. Maybe I'll talk about that on Sunday when it's not sports talk. That's right. That's the hook. What will Brandon do with $750,000? Probably a whole bunch of shit he shouldn't be doing. Oh, cocaine. <laughs> yeah, I won't do coke. Anyways, what the hell? What are we talking about? Yeah, so the crew, that's the crew's news, man. That was my issue, man. They made, they made us like number one in the rankings and stuff like that. And like I know Ben Olsen, the coach of the Houston's, like this is the best team in the MLS. Until we start winning road games, I'm not going to start believing this team's like a favorite for a title because we are that bad on the road. We are so bad on the road. Like no energy on the road. Like I mean, in the inner inner Miami game, we had no energy. When it was like Fourth of July, like it's just it's bad. It's, you know, until we win games on the road, who cares? Because even if we start winning games on the road, like, or we make the playoffs, like, even if, say, for some reason we got a home game, we win and move on, whatever, um, we're going to eventually have to go play Cincinnati or whoever on the road. We're going to have to go play on the road. And if we can't perform on the road, we can't get past those teams. It's a mess. Figure it out, Big Willie. Um... But let's get out of that shit news. Let's get into the good news. Um, odd game. I didn't get to watch Liverpool-Newcastle as much as I wanted to because um, NBC NBC Sports, Peacock, are, are idiots. They're stupid. It's so stupid. If the game is on NBC Sports, you can watch... Like, if the game's on NBC or USA, you can watch on NBC Sports. If it's, like, not... Hold on. If the game's, like, on... How's it work? If it's on NBC Sports or NBC or USA, you can watch it on NBC Sports, the app, or whatever. Or you can watch it on TV, which I don't have TV because I'm a millennial, and like, why would I pay for that? And then if it's not, you can watch it on Peacock. My understanding, like, well, I don't get why you can't just watch all of it on Peacock. Why can't you just watch all the games on Peacock? It makes no fucking sense. There's like seven different ways to have to watch this stuff. And sometimes like, oh, no, you have to go watch it on TV. No, you have to watch it on the app. 
No, you got to go watch it on Peacock. I'm like, what the hell? Why don't you just let me watch it on Peacock? I pay for this fucking service to get the NBC shit. Just put it on Peacock. Just let me watch any game on Peacock. It makes it so much easier. I'm getting to say Peacock a lot, and it's wonderful. I'm happy about it. Um, so I get on there, and like, no. And I try to get my mom's thing, and for some reason, it was just being stupid. Like, I'd put in a password and all that stuff. That's right. I'm trying to fucking pirate shit. You know me, man. I'm a pirate to the day I die. Uh, <laughs> um, so I'm trying to like watch it on there and it's just not taking her password. It's just like, Oh, redirecting. And then it just closes the tab and never moves forward. I'm like, oh, I don't know what the hell's happening, whatever. So I didn't get to watch. I was in a pissy mood because of it. And, um, but Virgil got sent off early. Um, looking at the challenge, I totally understand why the ref sent him off. It does seem like he goes through the player before he gets to the ball and he's the last man. Uh, Virgil gets sent off, and then the refs trying to be fucking cool guys now, trying to suspend him for a couple other games, because obviously, by not explaining to Virgil why he got sent off, if they explain to say, hey, you're the last man, like, you know, he might be like, oh, shit, I, okay, I get it, or maybe he just argues a little less, but eventually, I think he calls the ref a fucking joke, which, yeah, I mean, he is an English official, so that's not surprising, um, and now they're trying to suspend him for a couple extra games because he was mean to the officials. I'm like, motherfuckers. Like, if being called a fucking joke is being mean to you guys, what the hell else? Like, in English soccer, English footy, in English football, I need to stop saying soccer. We're talking the English side now. It's football. Uh, talking about English football, there's far worse things that have been said to an official that never got anything. Probably didn't get a freaking card. You know what I mean? And he says, you're a fucking joke. And he gets like, oh, we're trying to suspend you for a couple extra matches. God, dude, it's so stupid. Um, now it was right after we'd given up a goal. Trent. I love Trent. I love him. But my God, dude, for the past year and a half, or just, I guess, over a year, it is so hard to watch Trent. Like, it is so frustrating. Yeah, he had the great run of form when they inverted him to right, an inverted right back last year. But there's been so many freaking stupid mistakes. Like, I'd, some people try to defend him on this one. Say, oh, motion of played the pass. It is a simple pass for him to control. And he just straight up, his foot is over the ball and it runs underneath his foot like he's a seven-year-old. And Anthony Gordon, the... Oh, I don't want even... I'm not going to say what I was going to call that guy. Jesus, I hate that freaking guy. Uh, he latches onto it, beats Allison one nil. Like, are you kidding me? And the people are like, oh, those should have passed the trip. Like, dude, it was an easy pass. Like, at, at the most, it's ninety five percent Trent and five percent Mo. Mo probably should have been passing it to Matip, not Trent. That was like maybe that maybe that could be your argument. But the pass that was there was just fine. Trent could have easily taken that, put the ball back to Allison, and we could have recycled possession. Like there was. Plenty of options on that pass. It's not like he put him in a horrible situation like um, Schulte put Shiberko in earlier tonight in the crew game. Like, that happened. Or Schulte was the best player for the crew tonight, by the way. Um, but, yeah, it was... Ugh. And then right after that, Virgil gets sent off, and I'm like, I'm glad I'm not watching this game. And then it stayed 1-0, one, 1-0. One nil, one nil, or, I'm sorry, yeah, 1-0 all the way through. And then uh, Klopp finally saw some sense, and he puts on Darwin Nunez. Oh, man. I love Darwin Nunez. I am so ready for this guy to explode this year. It's going to be magnificent. And 
He plays off on the right side. Ball kind of comes through, uh, hits, I think it's Dan Byrne for uh, Newcastle, kind of rolls off his foot in a weird way. He ends up kind of basically backheel passing to Darwin on accident. Darwin just rushes in. It's like the 81st minute, and he just puts one far corner. Inch perfect finish. Darwin just has that in his locker where he can just finish some unreal stuff. And, oh, it's 1-1. He gets on gets in his knees in front of the Newcastle crowd, puts his fingers in his ears, and just like, can't hear you. <laughs> all the phony new Newcastle fans, like the ones that had no idea Newcastle existed until they got all the money two years, like last year. Ugh. It's 1-1. It's like, hell yeah, we're going to rescue a point out of this. But no, that's not good enough for Darwin. That's not good enough for Mr. Nunez. The new number nine. God, I want a Darwin Nunez jersey now. Somebody buy me that. I'm not buying it myself. But somebody get on that. Um, so it's like the 90th minute. Elliot makes a good interception. Falls over to Mo. Mo plays Darwin through. Dan Byrne, I think, again. Or was it was it Dan Byrne or was it somebody else? I can't remember. Uh, we're trying to play him offside, and they got the timing way off. And Darwin just blows by him onto the ball. And basically, same exact position, same exact shot, same exact result. Boom. Like far corner again, right-footed to the left side of the goal. Oh, yes. Oh, 10-man Liverpool come back, take down Eddie Howe, who has no idea how to beat Jurgen Klopp. I think it's like 11 straight times we played Eddie Howe. We've beaten him, and that's awesome because Eddie Howe sucks. I mean, he's a good manager, but he sucks as a person. Um, And it was, oh, dude, it was so good. I'm so happy for Darwin. Mo got himself a good assist there. Oh, I just, I just love me some Darwin, dude. Nunez, baby. Forever. Forever. He ought to be starting this weekend against Aston Villa. If it's up to me, he'd be starting. He should have started the Newcastle game, in my opinion. I, we've been talking about it on the LC transfer room or in, just in the chat. It should be, you know, you know we, I think that was the game to start Darwin because he's a chaos monster. And, like, you know, their midfield is really good. Tanali, uh, Gimmerish, and uh, Joe Linton, very physical, very strong, very tough midfield to play against. And, like, I just feel like that's the right move is to put somebody up there spearheading, dragging them back. I don't know. I'm just talking shit right now. I'm just kind of just spitballing my shit up here, man. I'm just dropping a... You might hear that train. <laughs> I'm just spitballing up here, bro. <laughs> Oh, man. No, I'm so happy for Darwin. And I'm happy for the boys. I mean, you know, three games. We finished two of them without uh, the full team. Yeah, so like uh, Dan on the uh, pod, Dan on the LFC transfer room says, like, you know, we've won two games this year. Like, the only games we've won this year were less than, you know, we're at 10 men. We were at 10 men. Red card games. Like, that's really good. In fact, we went to Chelsea. We went to Newcastle. In the first three games, we've got seven points. Like, We've got some decent momentum. If we can get Gravenberch over the line, which looks like it might be happening tomorrow, fingers crossed. I mean, last time I talked to you about transfer news, Castiedo was in the door, man. He was in the team. That's how that turned out. But yeah, if Gravenberch comes in, I think he does a great, I think he's going to do a great job. We've got Endo to do a job. Um, I would like, you know, if we can get a center back over the line, I'd be cool with that. I think the team, the ideal situation for the team. If they you know, the way they want to do it is uh, they want Schottlerbeck from Dortmund, but he's not available this summer, and he might be available next summer, which the way it's looking is probably when Mo Salah leaves the team as well. Uh, there, there's all these reports that you know Saudi wants Salah, 
There's no chance. There's just no chance. And the price quoted, get the hell out of here, 118 million, which um, they were talking on the show today. Like they can't verify that number anywhere. It's just a number that seems to have appeared from thin air. That that's the that's what they've offered. Nah, like double that shit, man. Double that shit. And I'd still be like, mm, you're not quite there yet. Especially when fat ass Neymar, uh, who's completely given up on like footy and like only plays like twelve, like twenty five games a year, um, and doesn't do anything for his team, is nowhere near like the world class player mm. he used to be. Um, when he's leaving PSG for ninety million. And then all the stuff you give him on top of it, like all the, they gave him cars, they gave him these luxury apartments, they like just gifted him all this shit to come to Saudi. Um, then you're going to offer the best right winger in the world for 118 million, who's the same age, what, just like a couple months older, I think. Like, get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. If you're not coming to my door with 300 plus million, like, what are you even doing? Fuck off. Fuck off, boys. <laughs> No, but I think, you know, next year you would entertain the offer because Mo would be heading into the last year of his contract. I think, yeah, they would let him go. First, I don't know what the money would be, but then you'd go get, in my opinion, you'd go to Napoli and you'd say, uh, to, I'm not even going to try to say the Georgian kid's last name. It starts with a K, there's a V, and then there's a whole other bunch of Vs and starts, you know, it's just a wild name. Was it Carvedona instead of Maradona? Carvedona? <laughs> Fardona. Um, I don't even know how to say his name. I'm not even close, by the way. You'd go to them and say, what do you want for him? And then you bring him in because he's the only guy who's going to replace Mo in terms of like the way he plays and stuff like that. That's probably the closest person you can get to Mo unless you decide to kind of change the system. Uh, yeah, I think Schottlerbeck and the Napoli kid would be wonderful business next year. But let's not talk about next year. Let's get Graven Birch over the line. Let's get Endo bedded. Let's maybe get somebody else in the door, you know, maybe another midfielder slash, you know, center back, one of the two. Um, and let's go for it. This I feel like the league's wide open. It's wide open. Like, Manchester City had a lot of chances, but they couldn't put them away because they're not just, like, on a fucking tee for them to put it, like, over the fence because KDB's out for a while. And, you know, Chelsea's obviously just a disaster zone because they buy players out of spite. And they had just too many people. Like, uh, there was the other day when uh, they asked Pochettino about Malang Sar, who's like a center back they bought a few years ago. And Pochettino had no idea who he was. No idea who this player was that's on his team. He was just completely dumbfounded. Like, who? <laughs> he didn't say who, but it's like, he just you could tell he had no idea who this guy was talking about. Or, like, uh, even the fact that Malang Sar was on the team. It's like, what? <laughs> And then, obviously, Manchester United, I think I said a couple weeks ago, they're going to be fine. They're not. Casemiro looks done, and um, they look like a complete mess again. And then you kind of, like, I, you know, last year I felt disconnected, go digging into things. Like, man, there's a lot of kind of results that kind of went their way that in years past did not go their way. They're a mess again. And, uh, yeah, they'll struggle. You got to see where Newcastle is with Europe and how well they do there. Um, I think they'll still be a fine team. Um, maybe I don't think Eddie Howell is the manager they want. I think they want to go get like a big name, maybe like an Ancelotti or something like that to bring in for their project. So I bet like there's like a weird part of me that there's like a weird part of I bet like the ownership there that wants them to not get top four this year so they can fire Eddie Howell, or at least like maybe shit the bed in Europe and get rid of him mid season. Um, and then what? Who else? Arsenal. Arsenal still doesn't have a guy who can constantly score. That's the one thing Liverpool's going to do. They're going to be 
freaking entertaining, man. Sobosly. I love that man. He's so beautiful. He is Batman. Dude, he's so good looking. It's stupid. Go look at that guy. Just get lost in his eyes for a while, man. I said it on the show yesterday, uh, on the LC transfer room. The guy can just start scoring own goals. And I'm like, man, he makes it look good. He makes it look good. I don't care if he's costing us games. Look how good that man looks. <laughs> oh, man. And McAllister can't really judge. I know they reversed his red card decision because, duh. Um, he's played pretty well overall. The underlying stats are all good. Endo, you know, seems to be struggling a little bit with the pace, but I think he'll be fine. But it's been like two weird games for him to come in and like kind of play in. Like he's had to play two games. He's played two games for Liverpool, and both times we're at ten men. So like, how much can you really judge his performance? Obviously, with Virgil maybe being out for a couple extra games, Gomez had a really good game, and um, Matip's gonna have to step up. We brought in Kwanzaa. He got the, his first appearance. I'm happy about that. Looks like Nat Phillips is about to leave on loan to Celtic. Um, good for Nat. I really wish Nat could find a permanent move. He deserves one, man. I really wish we, we weren't pricing him out of a move. Like, basically to say, pick a team you want to go to, Nat, and we'll negotiate whatever gets you there. Like, you owe the guy that for getting his Champions League a couple years ago, for just stepping up and just being a fucking hoss down the stretch. Um, what else is our backline situation, man? Like, we just let Billy Kay go, but Billy Kay was, is not, like, probably not going to make it at Liverpool. Um, he always just seems a little too raw. Like, he's like, uh, he's not, like, developed that side of his game yet. Um, shit, am I missing somebody? I'm definitely missing somebody here. Matip, Gomez, Kwanzaa. Oh, Kanate, duh. But he's going to be out until after the international break, which is, like, mid-September. So, like... We're going to be a little short. My teeth's made of glass. Gomez always finds these weird ways to get hurt. And um, obviously Kwanzaa's like 19. So, I mean, unless they can take that, you know, I, f I that's why I go back and forth like Basatich and like Kwanzaa. Like if they can make that like kind of leap that like Trent did when he jumped into the first team at like 18 years old and they can become like world beaters. Like why do we need to go spend money on people? Like why do we need to go get a number six? I mean, I know Basatich plays really well as a number eight, but if he's number six and he does like a fucking great job at it and plays like Trent did when he came in as a right back. Yeah. He'll have a couple mistakes here and there. Cause he's got to learn the game a little bit more, but at the same time, it's like, why did we go buy a proper number six to limit his game time? When we think if, I don't know if we're going to go like Wilford Nadidi was the guy we talked about yesterday. I don't want Wilford Nadidi. I don't think anybody at Liverpool really does. Um, the ceiling for Nadidi is like here. Bozatich is like here. Why would you limit his ceiling just to bring in this guy to like, fuck it up for a couple years. Like, I don't get it. Whatever. But at the same time, like, it's not like the ownerships, like, really backed this squad the way they should have. But whatever, man. Let's not end on bad times. Let's end on a great toast to our Lord and Savior, Darwin Nunez, the number nine at Liverpool, and he's doing just fine, baby. Woo! That should be sports talk for the la tonight, ladies and gentlemen. What the hell was that? Uh, let's get the hell out of here. Um, yeah, you know, Preston North End had a big comeback victory the other day. They were down 1-0 late, came back and got a 2-1 win. Uh, they're in the playoff position so far, still pretty early in the season. Uh, Portsmouth got knocked out of the EFL Cup. Um, I think they dropped points the other night. They dropped points in the league. So, like, the EFL Cup, who cares for Portsmouth, obviously, because their goal was promotion. So, I mean, the quicker you can kind of get out of the cup competitions, kind of weirdly, the better. So you can focus on the league week in and week out and just kind of, 
do that. Just win the, you know, just constantly have those weak games where we're just rolling in the league. Uh, but we haven't really gotten going yet, so that's a little worrisome. Tranmere hasn't played very well starting out. Um, I think Hibbs got beat over the weekend. But anyway, it's like, but the three main ones, like for the weekend at least, Columbus, Liverpool, well, Number one's Liverpool, then Columbus, and then Preston all got wins. And that's happy. That's a good time. It's a great time. It's a wonderful time. Um, yeah. But then obviously the crew sucked tonight. And that sucks. So hopefully we can bounce back. I think we play Orlando next. I think it's this Saturday. Uh, Saturday. Yeah, it should be Saturday. Or is it Sunday? I don't know, man. I don't know how life works. It's Labor Day weekend, isn't it? So I don't know what, how anything works anymore, man. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening, understanding all the fun stuff. If you've liked what you've heard, spread the good word. Anywhere podcasts are available, you can't find Monster 8 the Pilot in video form on Spotify. If you haven't checked out the video, you can see me wearing this damn neckerchief. It's ridiculously stupid. Um, and I'm wearing my Dale Earnhardt hat. Raise hell, praise Dale, am I right? Woo! Um, anyways, thank you so much once again. I'll be back Sunday. Oh, my God. I'll be back Monday with talk about three years sobriety we're going to talk some other stuff and then i'm also going to talk about season five of lost i think i'm going to still do the two episodes at a time instead of three like i was way back in the yonder days because it's so much easier to watch two episodes a week than to make the time to watch three because usually i try to watch them in a block and like kind of like not like watch one on monday and one one on tuesday so that would make more sense i just kind of like watching them all together Kind of keeps them all fresh for me, I think. I don't know. Maybe not. Who knows, man? Anyways, yeah, I'll be back with that on Monday. Make sure you're subscribed to the channel, man. Monday's in the music room. It's a great fucking time, bruh. Uh, anyways, I will peace out of here. So, uh, yeah, make sure all oh, you take care of yourself. Stay positive. Get better. You know what to do, man. 10-4, daddy-o. Let's get the fuck on out of here. <laughs>